Good morning, this is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge number two, and I am here speaking on the level with Jim Rowan. I said your name wrong. Jim, if you can introduce yourself and tell me uh, the name of your home blue lodge and any position or title you might have in that lodge. Uh, my name is Jim Rowan. I'm a past master of Scottsdale Lodge, number 43, Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm also a past grand master of Arizona in the year 2010-11. And are you in the uh, Grand Lodge right now? No, I'm, I'm a member of the Grand Lodge by virtue of the fact I'm a past master okay. and a past grand master. But uh, okay, I, I have the office still I work in the Grand Lodge office, but I I don't have any position in the Grand um, Lodge as such, other than being in the an employee of the Grand Lodge itself. Okay, that's where it's, I know I've seen you over there a couple of times. And uh, when were you raised as a Mason? Uh, June 9th, nineteen seventy-seven, nine forty p.m. Wow. Which lodge? Scottsdale. Scottsdale. People have asked me why I remember that, because my dad raised me. Oh. And I will never forget that as long as I live. Been very sensitive to that, and all the Masons that I have raised or participated in their raising. I'm very sensitive to that, so if a relative or a close friend or whatever is there, for the actual raising, I, and I'm one of the kings. I allow them to raise them, then right. we do everything else. Yeah, that's pretty important. I've heard a lot of guys say that. So, what's the er your father was involved in masonry? What's the earliest memory you have of when you first became aware of this thing we call Freemasonry? Oh, I would guess somewhere around 1947. Um, my dad. And my uncles were all Masons. My granddad was a Mason. Uh, my granddad was a Scottish Mason. When he immigrated to the United States, he was already a Mason. Oh, wow. Which was in 1904. And so I really didn't know much about Lodge, uh, except that I remember my dad always saying he had to go to Lodge, and he was involved in the Lodge as a coach, uh, was never an officer. Um, was also involved with the Scottish Rite and the uh, shrine in Akron, Ohio. And I, my first memorable thing in Masonry were the shrine circuses. And then we uh, we moved to Arizona uh, early in 1952, and have been here ever since. And uh, From there, it was, for me, Demolay, and then eventually Lodge, and where I am today. So how old were you when you joined Demolay? I was 13. It was 60 years ago. Wow. <laughs> so you've got a lot of family history. You joined Demolay, which is the young men's organization at a pretty young age. So a lot of times I ask people why you joined Freemasonry, but... I think I want to ask you really what keeps you coming? It sounds like the family connections and stuff is certainly what made you join, but what is it that keeps you coming and makes this thing important to you? Well, eventually, or early on, I needed to change some things in my life, and that was a good time to do that. Uh, I became a Mason, and I wasn't active for about the first 12 years. I had three kids, and I finished raising my kids. 
did all the normal dad stuff, coaching and involved with music and that sort of thing. And my wife passed away. And she had been gone for six months. And I realized that my daughter being a freshman in college, it was time for me to do some things that I wanted to do. So I quit coaching softball and a few other things that I was involved in. And I walked into the lodge one night. And six months later, I was the senior deacon of the lodge. <laughs> they put you to work. <laughs> Immediately. And uh, walked in with a good friend of mine that I was in DMLA with. His name was Jim Riggins. And Jim just passed away here uh, on the 27th of December. And uh, uh, we were close. And we walked into the lodge the same night. And he had been appointed junior deacon of the lodge. And about four months later, I was appointed senior deacon. And we both went on to be masters of the lodge. Um, I was the master in 93, Jim was the master in 95, and then I was the master again in 1998. Oh, three three times master? Twice. Twice, I'm sorry. Twice. Can you tell me uh, about anyone who maybe has made a big difference in your life in masonry or somebody who stands out as embodying the ideals of Freemasonry? Oh, my, my dad and two of my uncles, particularly. Um, my dad was my hero, and uh, I always knew that uh, my cousins and I were raised differently than a lot of the kids that that I grew up with and went to school with and everything else. When I moved to Arizona, I could spot kids who uh, were raised somewhat the same way that I was, uh, and I wondered why, and then, of course, I went into Demolay, but... Masonry was the final uh, piece to the puzzle. And I thought, oh, this is where all of this came from, the uh, the high ideals, the being accountable for uh, your actions, the uh, uh, being able to take responsibility and working with people and everything else. That, that was the whole thing. And it uh, I put that to use in, in my professional life and and it's worked very well for me for a long time. Tell me what you remember about your uncles in masonry. It's interesting to me because I have a lot of nieces and nephews and I take my role as an uncle pretty seriously. Tell me, tell me what you remember about them and, and their connection and what, what happened in masonry. The thing I remember the most about it between my dad and my uncles was that they were all the same. I, I mean, they were men of their word. Um, they were pillars in their community. They were hardworking individuals. They were uh, uh, all church-going uh, members. And uh, there was just something very solid. And, and we were a very close family, even though um, the one uncle was in California. Uh, we were in Arizona. Uh, my one uncle was in uh, Ohio. And uh, eventually, he ended up in California, and it was just there was just something really upstanding about the way they did everything in their daily lives. I guess I can't say it any better than that. Can you tell me about any uh, 
of your favorite memories with your brothers in masonry, any events or, or things that stand out to you, something that was really fun? Oh, yeah. Back in, in the uh, 1992, there was a young man named Bruce Burley who was a past master of Scottsdale Lodge. And Bruce came to me with an idea one day to get involved, get the lodge involved in the uh, electric light parade in Phoenix. He had done it personally for a couple of years, and he said, I think the lodge needs to do that. So we got together, and we developed what we were going to do, and went to the lodge, and I said, this is what we want to do. I need an entry fee of $75. It's the only cost to the lodge. Bruce and I footed everything else, and we eventually built a small train that had an engine and a caboose and the Masonic square and compass on the, in the middle car. And we pulled that thing down Central Avenue when the electric light parade was just kind of a fledgling uh, parade. And it eventually developed into um, a much longer train where we had the not only the square and compass on it, but the appended body uh, logos for the York Rite, Scottish Rite, and the Shrine. And uh, with the caboose, we went from something that was about 15 feet long to 45 feet long. 45 and <laughs> and uh, the parade had gotten longer, and we used to form up at uh, uh, North Phoenix Baptist Church, and we would start the parade there. And I remember being going down Central Avenue with probably, they've told us as many as 300,000 people watching that parade, promoting masonry. It was a lot of fun. And the most fun part was when we would get out Friday night before the parade, we'd get down to the church. We always had help that would uh, begin to put the train together and everything else. We turned it into a tailgating party. We had, <laughs> we, oh, we had uh, chili dogs and and you know, all kinds of little goodies to eat, and we made a we made a regular party out of it. Um, since then, Bruce has passed away at a very young age. Uh, Bruce had cancer and oh. and uh, uh, died at in 2009 in his uh, late 40s, probably 46, 47. But those are some of the things that. Uh, I remember family night at the ballpark to see the Diamondbacks, um, a concert with the uh, Extreme, I think it was called the Extreme Brass Band, which was a uh, uh, conducted by a man named uh, Dennis Rowland, who was a member of the Count Basie Orchestra. Oh, really? And uh, just some of the fun things that we used to do, and uh, that was with the Lodge, and I participated in some of the shrine events and and what have you. But are you in the shrine now? I'm I'm a shriner, shrine mason, and uh, belong to the Scottish Rite. And it's just all been worthwhile. I've I've gotten a lot out of it, and it's what you take out of it personally that helps you with your daily life. All right. Well, Jim, thank you very much for taking the time to talk. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it.